Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NHL, local experts on the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We've got a full slate of NHL games from last night, and all our Locked On NHL hosts are here to recap them for you. We're going to start off with an emotional night in Philadelphia in our biggest game. The Biggest Game. So far, this has been a season to forget for the Flyers and their fans, but the team rallied to honor Claude Giroux for his 1,000th career game and likely his last in a Flyers uniform. Locked on Flyers recaps a very special night in Philly. Hi, this is Rachel Donner with your Locked on Flyers postgame quick reaction to Claude Giroux night at the Wells Fargo Center. Tonight was all about Claude Giroux and the Flyers did not disappoint with their pregame ceremony honoring the Flyers captain for his 1000th NHL game. All of them played in a Flyers uniform. They put together a beautiful highlight package, including well wishes from former teammates and Flyers legends, Simone Gagne, Wayne Simmons, Jake Voracek, and Danny Breer. I think the best part, though, was when Claude's son, Gavin, stole the show. He was wearing an adorable mini tuxedo and was playing mini stick hockey with the silver stick the team had given them as a gift. And the whole thing was wonderful. And it was so good to see a packed house there cheering for Claude Giroux in what could be his last game with the Flyers. And oh, right, there was a game as well. Uh, As per usual, I think the Flyers struggled a bit in this one, especially in the second period. They blew a two-goal lead to the Preds, and most of the third period was all Nashville as well. Shots were 15-5 to in the period. And honestly, it just seemed like all was lost after a potential game-tying goal was called back due to a high stick. But somehow this team and these Flyers managed to crawl back into this one for Claude Giroux. Rasmus Ristolainen carrying the puck the full length of the ice for Kevin Hayes to tie it up for real. And then with just over a minute left in the game, Joel Farabee scoring the game-winning goal. Who knows what's next for Claude Giroux, but this team won it for him, and I could not be happier about that. For more on the Flyers all season long, tune in to the Lockdown Flyers podcast. A late rally by Nashville came up just short in Philadelphia on Thursday night. Locked on Predators details a tough road loss. Nashville Predators franchise records fell tonight as the Preds took on an emotionally charged Philadelphia Flyers team. Unfortunately, the Nashville Predators fell too. Hi everyone, I'm Ann Kimmel from Locked on Predators. Philadelphia honored Claude Giroux's 1000th career NHL game tonight and the Flyers carried that emotional energy into the game with them. The Flyers were up three to one in the second period But Nashville came back, scored three in a row to take their first lead of the game in the third period. Unfortunately, the Predators couldn't hang on and wound up losing to the Flyers 5-4. Nashville struggled with some of the hockey demons that have tripped them up in the past. 
Unnecessary penalties led to a power play goal by Philadelphia. Sloppy zone exits led to turnovers in the D zone. And defensive breakdowns ended up resulting in the game-winning goal. There were some milestone moments for the Preds franchise in this game. Roman Yossi broke the record for the most assists in a single season in tonight's game. And Philip Forsberg tied the record for most goals in a single season with an incredible between the legs goal. Tanner Janot took the top spot in the record book for most hits in a season with 213, beating longtime Preds defenseman Shea Weber. It's also worth noting that Tanner Janot is tied with Michael Bunting for the most goals in the league by a rookie this season right now. The good moments may make the record book, but in the end, the Predators didn't get it done in a sloppy loss to an emotionally charged Philadelphia Flyers team. The final trip to the Great White North for the Hurricanes this year, and they come up just short to the Maple Leafs. Locked on Hurricanes recaps the game for you in Toronto. Tonight, the Carolina Hurricanes went north of the border for the final time this regular season, and it did not go their way. The Hurricanes lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2 to tonight. And this game can really be chalked up to two things, in my opinion. The Hurricanes were not the more opportunistic team. While they did take advantage of some opportunities that the Maple Leafs presented them with, the Maple Leafs took way more advantage of mistakes and opportunities that the Carolina Hurricanes presented them. And Calgren was absolutely outstanding for the Leafs tonight. A really big difference maker for them because the Carolina Hurricanes, they had a lot of chances and they had a lot of shots on goal, but the guy was a brick wall for the Leafs tonight. And he really made the difference for the Leafs despite the Hurricanes not being able to really take advantage of opportunities presented to them. Hopefully they can take advantage of those opportunities tomorrow against the Washington Capitals who will be playing their third game in four days. But we will discuss all about that in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Toronto getting a win over Carolina without Austin Matthews as he continues to serve that suspension. But Locked on Leaves breaks down how the team was able to get it done. Eric Sheldon Cubs up big again for the Toronto Maple Leafs in their 3-2 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm David Morissuti from the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mitch Marner, Elia McKeev, and Andre Kasha all scored for the Leafs, who came away with the victory over former number one goaltender Frederick Anderson, who stopped 18 shots on the night. The Leafs now finished their two-game stretch without Austin Matthews, who was serving his suspension, winning both of those games. And now we'll look forward to Saturday's game against the Nashville Predators, the final one before the NHL trade deadline. Eric Schalgren giving the Leafs something to think about now after coming with two impressive performances with the Leafs looking to stabilize their goaltending. Coming up, we've got more from around the league. This is Locked On Now NHL. This edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Bet Online, the best place for all of your online gambling needs. It's that time of year again. It's March Madness. We saw a ton of upsets in day one. There's only bound to be more to come. And of course, if you want to get your bets in or just anything in regards to gambling, head over to betonline.net. Welcome back to Locked On Now NHL. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Let's take another look around the league. Let's go around the league. 
Habs fans likely not happy with the ending of the game between the Canadiens and the Dallas Stars on Thursday. Locked on Canadiens breaks down the controversy post-game. What even is goaltender interference anymore? Hi everyone, my name is Laura Saba of the Locked On Canadians podcast, and the Habs have just lost a very eventful game to the Dallas Stars. Now, the game itself was exciting, it was fun, for the first period it was defense optional, the goaltenders looked good, Jake Allen's return looked pretty great, Christian Dvorak was also back in the lineup looking good, uh, Cole, Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki had a goal each, uh, you know, you want to see these two playing together forever basically, so it was a pretty fun, pretty eventful game. They clean it up in the neutral zone in the second period and third. The game went into overtime and this is where it gets a little bit controversial. First of all, the Canadians were able to kill about 27 minutes off of the power play uh, to the Dallas Stars and then they got one later in very late in that overtime period. However, they allowed the Dallas Stars to score when you got a second look at it. Tyler Sagan was tying up Jake Allen's stick and it was reviewed, and it was called a goal, and I truly cannot understand why. We're going to be dissecting that and talking a lot more about this game on Locked On Canadians. We're available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, so check us out. Dallas sneaks out of Montreal with an OT win over the Canadiens. Locked On Stars breaks down the playoff implications and the dramatic finish. Well, the Dallas Stars went into Montreal and got revenge on the Canadians. What's up, everyone? Dane Lewis here with the Locked On Stars podcast, coming to you after the Stars' thrilling 4-3 overtime win against the Canadians in Montreal to keep even in the wildcard race with the Vegas Golden Knights. John Klingberg comes up big for the Stars down the stretch, scoring the tying goal with less than five minutes in the third, and then, of course, scoring the overtime game winner with less than 10 seconds in the game. It had to be reviewed. A little bit of dramatics at the end, but the Stars are able to come out of this game with two points, which they desperately needed, having lost three straight before this. Now, like I said, they continue to keep pace in the wild card race, keeping pace with teams like Vegas, Nashville, and a lot of these other teams in the Pacific that can be fluctuating in and out of the top three. This is a big win going forward. Now they're in the right headspace and for their game Saturday on Long Island against the Islanders. Tyler Sagan still in search for career goal. Number 300 didn't get it tonight, but hopefully he can get it on this road trip or sometime in the near future because I know that he's itching for it. He's had some really good looks. Jake Ottinger, also a really good night between the pipes, all things considered. This was a pretty chaotic game with a lot of unpredictable play. Uh, a lot of guys slipping and falling on the ice and just seemed like a weird game for both teams. Uh, but the Stars, like I said, coming away with the big win. They absolutely needed this one uh, and really no excuse to lose to the worst team in the NHL. But the Stars come out on top. We'll break down this game in its entirety on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Stars. We will see you guys there. The hot streak continues for the Islanders, and it's always a little bit sweeter when the win comes over the Rangers. Locked on Islanders has more on the victory. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Islanders hold on for a 2-1 to one win over the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Look, anytime you beat the Rangers, that's a big win for the Islanders. And for the Islanders, four wins in their last five games, which is a long-needed winning streak. The difference in this game, Ilya Sorokin. 29 saves on 30 shots, including quite possibly the save of the year in the first period. Realistically... The Islanders could have been down 4, 5, even 6-1 to one after the first period. The Rangers 
carried the play, but Sorokin kept his team in the game. And as the game went on, the Islanders sort of evened things out. And by the third period, actually had some momentum and were getting better quality scoring chances. Kyle Palmieri scores the goal in the closing minutes to give the Islanders the win. It wasn't quite a traditional Islanders win, but there were a lot of elements of Islanders style in this one, and Ilya Sorokin was the big difference. For more, listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. It was a loss on the score sheet for the Rangers, but according to our Locked On Rangers host, there were a lot of positives to take away from this one. Hey, what is going on, hockey fans? It's John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers. The Rangers just lost to the Islanders 2-1 to in Madison Square Garden. It's a loss that doesn't really bother me that much, other than the fact that it was, of course, against the division rival Islanders. Uh, but when you watch this game, it was just a great hockey game. And it's a game that kind of uh, bucked recent trends as it pertains to Rangers-Islanders, because you think Rangers-Islanders, and even if you just look at the final score of this game tonight, which again was 2-1 to Islanders, you think like, oh man, another defensive struggle, another game between the Rangers and Islanders that's a little bit of a slog, a little bit of a grinded out kind of game. It was, it was physical, but more than being a defensive struggle, which at times it was, but I think the people that really stole the show in this one were the goalies. I mean, Igor Shesterkin, Ilya Sorokin, absolutely fantastic in this game. That's the, re- the reason more than anything why this game was so low scoring. Uh, again, good physical hockey and some not so good officiating. We're going to get into that with Gil Martin when we do our crossover in just a second here. Uh, but on the positive side for the Rangers, I thought Frank Vitrano looked really good. Obviously, the Rangers just gave up a fourth round pick to uh, bring him in. And in this game, you know, he was going to get an assist had it not been for just a ridiculous save. But he set up Panarin, and uh, Panarin was robbed. But, you know, he blocked a shot. He put a couple of shots on net. He drew a penalty, uh, getting under the skin of his opponent. So, overall, you know, Frank Vitrano, really great debut. He did everything but score. And like I said, we're going to be talking about this in the next episode of Locked on New York Rangers. Do not miss it. The Caps have now won three in a row as they took down the Blue Jackets pretty easily on Thursday. Locked on Capitals recaps the win, but also some troubling injury news for Washington. Oh, this is Dan Holmey from Locked on Capitals. The Washington Capitals beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 7-2 to in a true showing of offensive power. And uh, the Caps are now 6-0-1 in their last seven games as they head to Carolina to face the Metro-leading Canes tomorrow. They hope to make it four in a row, uh, but there was some bad news in the game as well as the Caps announced that TJ Oshie has sustained a lower body injury and will not return. And it was an odd game for the Blue Jackets as Kukin shot and got uh, the goal in his own net. It was a game that saw goals, two of them from Anthony Mantha, Connor Sheary, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Connor McMichael, and Alex Ovechkin. Keep it locked on to Locked On Capitals, and I will keep you updated on all the news on your Washington Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your team every day. San Jose ice cold on offense as they get shut out by the LA Kings last night. Locked On Sharks breaks down an all-too-common problem for this team. The Sharks are shut out in L.A. I'm J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks. Uh, The Sharks lose 3 to nothing to the L.A. Kings, and they continue their normal recipe of disaster where they just cannot get the offense going. They had six shots on goal in the first period and gave up six penalties as well in this game. This This just leads to a recipe of unable to get consistent offense 
And the Sharks showed with it when they scored zero goals. Uh, James Reimer had a valiant effort stopping 24 of 26 shots. But again, the Sharks just unable to get their offense going consistently. Uh, we'll have a full breakdown of tonight's game. Look at how the youngsters played. And of course, get you guys ready for the Avalanche game uh, Friday night. So make sure you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at Locked on Sharks. And of course, check us out on YouTube as well. One goal was the difference in Vancouver on Thursday night. And fortunately for Red Wings fans, Detroit came out on top. Locked on Red Wings tells you how an impressive goalie performance got things done. Alexander Nedeljkovic. That's the analysis. That's it. What a phenomenal game from Ned in that uh, Red Wings win one to nothing against the Vancouver Canucks and, and a game that can only be summarized by Ned. The offense did look solid. 35 shots, I believe. Uh, Giovanni Smith leading the team in shots on that beauty. We love to see that. Uh, more shots than Larkin, who also had a, a, a lot of shots. Pew Suter, great little goal there on, on a, on a two on one. But at the end of the day, none of this happens without Ned who posts his fifth career shutout, second shutout of the season, a shutout while facing 43 shots. The King Ned is back, baby. Uh, Brian and I are going to break this entire game down today, tomorrow on lockdown Red Wings. That's going to do it for this edition of locked on now NHL. Thank you for making locked on now your first listen Every single weekday, make sure you check out Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.